Hi everyone, this is Lauren George and Kia and this is Fit and Fierce on the Mic, a podcast dedicated to helping you improve your fitness, refine your teaching and coaching technique, and to help you grow your fitness business. On this podcast, you'll get expert knowledge, advice, and tangible tips from leading fitness experts across the country. Our goal is to help you be fit, fierce, and the best fitness professional you can be. Hi, everybody. This is Lauren and Kia, and we are so grateful for the opportunity to be with you guys today, even if it's only over iTunes or Spotify. So we are recording this on April 5th. We have all been, you know, kind of in lockdown or quarantine for a few weeks now. And as fitness professionals, I feel like this has presented a whole new set of challenges and opportunities for us. Um, And Kia and I are, are so grateful to be healthy and safe in our homes. But there is a lot of emotional stuff going on, a lot of heavy stuff going on in the world and in our lives. So we decided for this episode to just be really raw and really real with you guys, how we're handling this quarantine, both emotionally and within our businesses. What are some of the things that we are doing to keep our businesses sound now and then to prepare for when our gym and studio reopen and how we think, you know, this time is going to forever change our industry. So this is going to kind of be a unique episode because it's just Kia and I sharing where we are right now in life. So are you ready, Kia? I'm ready, girl. So Kia, tell me, how are you coping with corona and the isolation, both emotionally, what are your struggles, and then what are the positive parts of this for you? Sure. So how am I coping with corona? So when it comes to this virus that is completely unknown to me until now, um, Truly, it's a roller coaster of trying to to cope with it. Um, I I don't know what we're dealing with. I don't know what it looks like. I just know that it is weird. It has knocked me completely off of my my normal wavelength. So I try to, I'm a person who likes to learn more, you know, about everything. So I try to um, look into the most credible resources that I can find from scientists and physicians and the CDC to try mm-hmm. to understand what we're dealing with a little bit more. So then I know how I will conduct myself on a daily basis and how my business could possibly uh, respond to this as well. But when it comes to the isolation, like honestly, Lauren, I just don't know. Like there's highs, there's lows, there's yeah. ups, there's downs because my entire professional career, my everyday life, like you, has been around groups. My every job title that I've had in my career has involved the word group, group fitness, group exercise, community. And that's what we focus on. And what this podcast has been about for quite some time is building community and making connection. And now that we're forced into isolation, which has sort of prevented a little bit of the community. Yeah, we've tried to be adaptable and innovative and, you know, leaning 
world and online connections, but it's just different from face-to-face interactions. I miss giving high fives. I miss giving and receiving hugs. So I feel, I feel a bit raw and, and naked or not exposed, but just like, it's just weird it's a very weird feeling of you know just not hearing other people's voices on a daily basis like I'm used to or being in the midst of the loudness of a gym with you know banging and clanging of equipment the overhead speakers the loud music that we like to play in the group fitness studios it's just it's like learning to walk again it's like okay I'm awake I'm up what next but some of, I guess some of the positives, because I do try to look on the positive side, because that's good for my, my spiritual being, is that I yes. finally have taken that opportunity to focus in on me. Because as a service provider, we give, give, give to other people. We're so concerned with how other people are doing, whether it's in our classes or out, you know, now it's time for me to really focus on, on me. I have to answer to me and I can't be or lean or rely on distractions to not focus on me. So spending a lot more time growing and get to know who I am, what are my true tics, what's my real love language, what do I truly like to do for a hobby that has to be in the house, you know? So I'm, yeah. I'm reading more. I love to read. So that's cool. Um, I am taking those opportunities to truly reach out to my loved ones. I talk, I feel like my family and I are thick as thieves. This is true. But we are in contact with each other more than ever. And that just feels right. That just feels mm-hmm. feels like where I should be. I've been so career dominated and career driven and focused for, you know, since I've been able to work, you know, since I've said I've had a career. It's nice to finally feel like my scales are balancing where I don't feel like I'm sacrificing family time for work or work for family time. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And that, that is so valuable. It is. So, Lauren, the same same for you. How are you coping with the whole coronavirus and isolation that we're in? Well, I mean, in honor of complete honesty and transparency on this podcast, it is, man, it's, it's a day-by-day situation. And, and I really am trying so hard to focus on the fact that, you know, I live in a very rural place. We're fairly, I mean, we, we are in lockdown, but, you know, we're fairly safe and my children are healthy and, and there are so many things to be thankful for. My husband and I have both, you know, been able to adapt our jobs, but from someone or as someone who thrives on routine and structure and work, it's, it's been hard. And I will tell you, it has taught me a lot about myself, which I think is good and bad. It's been a good learning experience, but maybe some of the things that I've learned, I haven't loved, which is good, you know, in a way, mm-hmm. but I, one of the things that I definitely have learned and have trying to implement a little bit into my self-care is I really 
need my alone time. If I don't have a few hours every day alone, and that can even be working alone, but just without that outside stimulation, I'm a very high strung person. I will just admit it. I am. And so when people are always coming, you know, at me, I'm like a three-year-old. I just like get overstimulated and I can't handle it. Mm -hmm. And you would think the fact that we're technically supposed to be in isolation, but when you have two tiny humans at home and a husband at home who's working, so he's here, but he can't do anything to help really. I mean, he tries, but let's be real. Um, It's just like someone is always there. And I also have realized like, I really love to work. And Mm -hmm. I kind of put maybe even a little bit too much, but it is how I'm wired. You know, I measure myself by how much I accomplish in a day and what projects I'm working on and new ideas I'm trying to implement. And since I don't have any or very much at all alone work time, it's, it's really kind of, made me feel frazzled and not Mm -hmm. grounded because I do ground myself so much in my work. I've also learned that I was not meant to educate people under the age of 18. I'm a terrible homeschool teacher. (laughs) My um, Eric sent me a meme. My husband sent me a meme the other day. It was like, I just watched my neighbor. I looked out my window and my neighbor scraping off her honor roll student. Um, bumper sticker. And then it says, (laughs) guess the first week of homeschooling didn't go so well. I'm like, that is totally me. That's totally me. (laughs) So I'm, I'm learning, but that's definitely, and I'm just, I'm grateful that my kids are are not actually in elementary school yet. So we're just still on like letters and numbers over here. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the other thing is as much as I know that I don't have control over the future and I have to turn it over to God and it's in his hands and he has a plan. I really struggle with all the unknowns that are happening right Right. now. And some of you or some of the listeners may not know, because I think this happened since the last time we recorded, um, well, my husband, he works in college athletics. And so we move, you know, kind of frequently compared to the average American family. And he got a new job. And so we are moving to Mississippi State. And he actually, or to Starkville, Mississippi, for him to work at Mississippi State, which we're so excited about for him. But I'm a little devastated to leave Clemson. And yeah, he leaves on Sunday. Wow. So after Sunday, I'll be left by myself, you know, with two tiny humans in Clemson. And then we are trying to buy a house and sell a house. And are we even going to be able to move full-time to Mississippi come May? Like what if they shut down the state borders or the trucks aren't moving thing, you know? So there's just so many, so many unknowns, which just kind of sets my anxiety on high. So I've been trying to manage that and focus on the fact that, you know, the extra family time is nice. My girls and I go on at least two walks a day. So that is nice. But I think, you know, this is just taking an emotional toll on, on everyone. And we have to figure out how to handle it the the best way possible. Right. So isn't it, interesting that that age-old saying of when it rains it pours and maybe that's our outlook on life of things that when we're in the trenches it feels like every little happening is an inconvenience you know but Mm -hmm. even though it's a great thing that your husband got a new job it's a great thing that you all get to move to another wonderful town and meet wonderful people it's just like 
now now's the time during the <laughs> coronavirus that we have all of these you know. these uh upsets almost just right right um, it's, it's really interesting but truly like you Lauren I just want to work you know right. I just want to work and it's even though people will say working from home is so nice it's a luxury for me it's an inconvenience because mm-hmm. it's different it's it's new to me and it's taken right. me quite some time to adjust and, and to get used to it. But I know that you are doing your best and I commend you on the, all of you, your hard work. You as well. And, you know, it could, it's kind of, I think, a testament to how lucky we are to love this industry so much. And I'm sure a lot of people listening right now are going through the same thing. You know, they're missing their classes. They're missing their people. They're missing Mm -hmm. the music and the energy of the gym. And it has definitely reminded me how blessed I am. And, you know, on those weeks that I teach 15 classes in a week and I'm feeling a little burned out, I think I will forever be able to look back on these weeks and months and be like, no, this is a privilege. And although I didn't think it could be taken away, it can be. And it was. And we're just going to be so, so excited when we get to go, go back to the gym. So speaking of our our work, we will never take it for granted again. I know. So speaking of our work, what are you doing to keep your businesses or business ventures, because you actually do quite a few things in the industry, running during this time? What's How does that look for you? Sure. It, it definitely looks different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can say that for sure, because in my job, in my roles, I, I consider myself a traveling fitness professional. Mm-hmm. I'm on the road a lot, whether I'm doing workshops at conferences, leading certifications or master classes, or visiting some of our home gyms within the company that I work for. I, I'm typically always on the road. And even though in the past, I've always kind of wished I could be at home or I miss sleeping in my own bed. Now that that's not my routine, it's like, you know, learning something new or seeing a different side of my career or what I do. But how am I keeping things running Lauren showing up and I know that showing up looks different now. It's not showing up necessarily in the flesh or in person, but making sure that I'm still reaching out. Of course, a lot of times what that looks like now is via social media, via email, but I'm the type of person, I I have an old soul. I like picking up the phone and calling people. So I'm on the phone a lot, on FaceTime, on Zoom, reaching out to people, checking in with my crew, with my staff, with my team, with our clients, um, meeting even new clients. I feel like in this last two or three weeks I've gotten way more friend requests or follows than ever before because we need that human interaction each time that I do get on a video conference call of some sort it just I get so excited I'm enlightened it's like oh I haven't had human interaction in so long right so nice you know so like I was saying before it's things that I realize I will never take for granted again and that's that human interaction and being able to show up for my people um business I know will look vastly different when we open our doors again, when we are able to travel again. So I do take a lot of time to sit at my desk and think, think 
innovatively, you know, think uh, in understanding different stages, different stages of organization cycles, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. from entrepreneurship, from infancy, although if we're fortunate, we can, you know, almost pick back up where we left off, almost some things will look different, but for a lot of people, it's going to, it's crippling. Some people have had Mm -hmm. to close their doors for good, you know, and have to start over from from scratch whenever we're given the green light to go. So I truly do. I ask myself a lot, what if this, what if that? So I have just different, I've drafted out different scenarios, different um, business plans of, I don't know which way this can go, but I'm planning ahead the best that I can. And what can be projected? What can I prepare for, even though we're in uncharted territory? So I'm just brainstorming a lot, um, which makes me feel fulfilled. It's like, yeah, good, yeah. You still have those mental juices, you know? Right, right. You're, you're still smart. You're still with it. Quick as a whip, you, know? <laughs> you are, you um, are. But looking at what leadership and vision looks like collectively, you know, you know what I'm saying? Collectively, yeah. because I it's not just about me. There's a team around me, a team that has supported me and that I have supported. And when all of this is said and done, I want that same team and I want us to come back stronger than ever. So I'm not relying on necessarily top management to make decisions for us, but I'm focusing on what I can when it comes to revitalizing of the business that that is Kia Williams you know so uh, I'm just I'm just adapting to this changing external environment and I promise you mark my words like my mentor Doris Thuz says it's on like Donkey Kong (laughs) here we come but Lauren you tell me because you have Clemson um, fitness company tell me how are you keeping your business running during this time yeah well like so many small business owners. I mean, this is such a scary time. And we closed, I think it was March 18th. It was a Wednesday. And so we're coming up, you know, on three weeks um, since we've closed our doors and we have gone online and I am so thankful for all of the incredible instructors that I work with. I mean, um, my counterparts, Melinda and Lee, Within those first, you know, two or three days, we had multiple workouts up online and are filming new ones. You know, we try to get two or three or four new workouts up online um, every week. And our members have just been incredible and so supportive. Um, And, you know, they really value Clemson Fitness Company and the community that we've created. So if you follow us on social media right now, you'll kind of see that we're a little bit dormant, if you will. I'm posting sporadically, but we have a, what we call our tribe page, which is a private Facebook group for our actual members. And we have been pouring our heart and soul into that page, really trying to maintain the community through technology that we would usually get in the studio. So our members are posting, we're doing all kinds of challenges. We have a jump rope challenge going on. We have a weekly 10 challenge going on, um, three classes in four days, each, um, 
instructor has their own day on social media where they're in charge and they're Facebook living. And so really just trying to create as much interaction that way as we can with our members, because the community is really what is so special about Clemson Fitness Company. And we know we can get those workouts to them online, thankfully to technology. So we're really focused on just pouring into the community and keeping that going and keeping people motivated. And then with Bar Above, which you're also a part of, our leader, Trisha Murphy Madden, has just been so quick to pivot. And this is our third week of doing live stream certifications that have been, you know, I miss being there in person and I can't wait until we can go back to that. But this is I mean, just best case scenario for mm -hmm. having to be at home. You know, we're yeah. live streaming. We have interaction with our participants via the question and answer box and the chat box. Mm -hmm. I pop in and do a segment and then Leslie pops in and does a segment. So we're all there together. And then the master trainers follow up with the participants that signed up through them afterwards. So again, just focusing on still creating that community because that is what drives group fitness and what Absolutely. is going to, like you said, when we open those doors back up, we want people to crave that community again, mm -hmm. because as much as I love online workouts, I never want to see traditional group fitness die. So one of my right. goals is to continue fostering that. So mm -hmm. when we do open back up, we still have that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's kind of the details of what's happening over here. Um, but I, I have to say, even though I started this segment by saying I miss work so much, I still feel like people are like, enjoy the slower pace where I feel like I'm working every five seconds that I can get in like five minute increments between <laughs> making peanut butter jelly sandwiches, you know, uh -huh. um, but it has been so incredible to see what we are capable of still doing right. in different circumstances. It's really mm -hmm. been amazing. Mm -hmm. So Lauren, yeah. tell us more. Tell us how are you using your quarantine time to wi uh, like wisely, and I use that word loosely, but to better yeah. yourself, <laughs> to better yourself as a person, as an instructor, as a business owner. Yeah. So I really am um, trying to be intentional with the fact that I don't normally spend this much time in my house. I usually am dashing from ballet to gymnastics to soccer and things like that. So one of the things that I'm really trying to do is since so many people are putting classes out there, I am trying to take as many online classes by as many different people as I possibly can. Um, and all different formats, yoga and bar and cycling. I got to take a live stream class by Elizabeth Halfpath and Fred DeVito yesterday, which was just wow. amazing. So learning other people's cueing styles, challenging my body in new ways, learning or finding new music has been awesome. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also trying to work on some projects that have kind of been on the back burner, like writing an ebook and updating some of the choreography for our bar above master classes, mm -hmm. um, things that have always been like, oh, this is an emergency. I'll get to it when I can. And now... I don't want to say like, I really have the time, but I'm trying to make the time for new projects because like you said, you know, that makes you feel like your creative juices are still flowing. I have a little bit of control. I'm still moving forward, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, 
I've also taken a few online webinars, some business webinars. Um, one of our coworkers, Mariah Seacrest Cromer, has put some awesome stuff out online for business development um, that I've been trying to partake in. So just trying to, you know, keep keep moving forward as much as I can. Um, and then also really, you know, spending some quality time with my girls, popping popcorn at three o'clock in the afternoon and watching Aladdin, you know, those kind of things. Um, for some reason, they love popcorn and hot chocolate. That's like our go-to movie snack. So we've had, I just bit the bullet when this thing happened. I was like, I'm buying Disney Plus and this is just going to be what it is. And we watch all the princess movies and it's great. <laughs> I love that. So what about you? What are you doing, girlfriend? Definitely staying busy. Like I said before, reading more, um, sharpening up on skills that kind of have taken a back burner or projects that I've had to make weight because there's been other priorities. So being able to right. revisit those things has been kind of fun, kind of encouraging, you know, and just to see, to see life in my profession through a different lens because I've been forced to do so. But like you, I am enrolled in business courses, um, taking classes, um, taking other instructors classes online has been fun. Being invited to do webinars has been a lot of fun too. So preparing notes and presentations for that because that is, you know, my love. That's my passion. What I right. love to do is to engage with other fitness professionals and provide, you know, coaching tips and cues, but also to be able to um, reinvigorate my past career of working in television, radio, and film and integrating that with what we do in fitness, which was always my purpose and my goal. So as I look back to, you know, younger Kia and saying like, this is your reason, revisiting my why of why I got into the industry, why I got into the vision and what that looked like at the time. And because life happens and shift happens, it started to look a little <laughs> different moving forward. Although I'm extremely satisfied with the trajectory of my career career, but to be able to really, you know, even as silly as this may sound, I was cleaning my house and I found old journals and to see who I was 10, 15, 20 years ago and what I thought about life and what I projected life would be like and to, you know, one laugh about it because I was like, oh, she was so naive, this girl. <laughs> but I said, you, know, you know what? That was a huge dream to me then. Let's make it come true. So finding ways to revisit the past and bring it to the future has been has been I a, love that. Yeah, it's been a good time. It's been fun. Um, so yeah, just Getting back to me, finding myself way more grounded and rooted than before. And I always thought that I was a level-headed kind of person, you know, but to mm -hmm. spend all of, unlike you, I don't have a family. Although at some points I'm like, you know what, if I have to go through quarantine again in my lifetime, I'm not doing it alone. Um, <laughs> spending all of this alone time as a single adult with a dog. I am learning so much about me and I just feel mm -hmm. so, I just feel way more solid 
than ever before. And I always kind of, in a way, it's a joke, but in all honesty, I really do look forward to meeting me at the age of 50 because I just feel like I am going to be so in love with the woman I'm about to become, you know? I still feel like, you know, I'm, I'm growing. I'm trying to make wise decisions. I still mess up a lot. But I'm learning from those mess ups and I'm making lemonade out of lemons. And I just, you know, I just really do look forward to coming out of this stronger and more effective and more engaged than ever before. So I'm just using this quarantine time to really learn more of who I am. And Lauren, truly shut up and listen. I've been forced (laughs) to shut up and listen. Be still well, and, and know. Mm-hmm. And that is, I mean, that's such a, it's a hard thing, but it's a gift. And in, in my Disney watching self, that has been a lot of time lately, as in the words of Elsa from Frozen, or maybe it's Anna, we're just trying to do the next right thing. And that's really what I've tried to kind of solidify within myself is there are so many unknowns mm-hmm. right now, which just with my personality is, is not my favorite way to be. All I can do is take the next step, you know, try to find the right preschool in Starkville, finish this next um, project, grade this assignment, make the girls lunch, like just do the next thing, one foot right after the other and, and just hang on as best we can and be as positive as we can, which today's a good day. Last night was a little bit stressful and, and just got to, got to be okay with riding that wave. Yes, ma'am. Ride that wave. Yeah. So how do you think Corona and the isolation that we're experiencing right now will change our industry going forward in the short term when we open back up and then maybe in the long term? Because I do think, you know, it's never going to be exactly the same. Right. It will never be the same in the fitness industry. We have been forced to change. And I think that this is an opportunity. I see every obstacle as an opportunity. I think that this is an opportunity for us truly to reach more people than ever before. Those those mm-hmm. 80% of people who don't engage in regular fitness activity, it's time that we reach them. So I think that exercise motivation, I think that exercise adherence is going to look different moving forward and the research is going to look different. We can't do the same one-two step that we've been doing in the past, Lauren George, we can't. We've got to show up different what we are witnessing that's happening to the fitness industry is making a strong shift and that shift is to online and social media i'm seeing way Mm -hmm. more fitness posts than ever before on social media and zoom traffic has gone up so much crazy we're basically crashing zoom like even that right um that has an office here in colorado where i live is having to, you know, scramble to change as well to support 
right to support this demand this high volume of traffic and we we think in our minds we envision growth business growth as a good thing but sometimes business growth can be detrimental to a business mm-hmm. so we've got you're right yeah so we've got to take our time even though we feel like we don't have much time because it's go 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 where we are but we've truly got to take our time and try to make the best decisions that we can so really Leaning to leaning into our best business practice and utilizing our team that is around us. I know that right now the unemployment rate is skyrocketing, which is so mm-hmm. sad. It's so, so sad where we are. But that's why we have these resources. This this is why we have government support to support us in situations like this. So we even though it's a humbling and sometimes crippling thing that we're going through lean in like that saying like the books Mm -hmm. lean into this curve into this turn because we will survive my grandmother who I talk to on a regular basis she's so kind of nonchalant and cavalier about what's going on of course she's she's much older of a different generation but this is a lady who has survived the great depression (laughs) multiple recessions, lots of setbacks. So to her, she's seen it all. She's lived through it all. And it's like, what next? So talking to her, (laughs) it grounds me, you know, and just helps me to see like, you know, from her stories and from what history has shown us, we will recover. But it's up to us as fitness professionals and service professionals providers to respond to that positively. Um, so in, in the past, I've worked in businesses and maybe to an extent, even I was a little reluctant or scared of what virtual fitness looks like, because I thought, will it run us out of business? Those of us who right. want to show up in, in person, but more than ever right now, we're relying on it. So I do think mm-hmm. that in the future, gym memberships will look different. It will include virtual memberships as well, giving people the opportunity to work out with us on the go or at home to have that option. But also, like you, I will still be a strong advocate for that in-person you know, workout. I think that even that delivery will look different. So maybe not as many hands-on adjustments as we had in the past mm-hmm. in our yoga classes, because so like some people, and I don't use this um, loosely or to be condescending or disrespectful to the to therapy or counseling, but people are going to have PTSD coming out of this. Yeah, because this is a huge change for our lives for our daily practices and they and we know that our people have always come to us for support on different levels but that's going to be even more heightened now where we are able to get back to what we consider our norm you know of the past so we it's not just coaching the hardest workouts or the hardest exercises anymore. No, it's not about that, but it's about showing up and coaching to a person's psyche or mental state or even their emotion. So I think that we're still going to give killer workouts for sure, because that's how we roll, but our coaching cues are going to just look different. The way that we greet people is just going to look different. The way that we celebrate people is just going to look different so what are your thoughts what do you what do you think we're going as an industry 
Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Touching on that first point about reaching new people, even just within our studio here in Clemson, since we started to offer online um, memberships, we've had people reach out to us about just joining online Mm -hmm. who have been way too intimidated about joining the studio. So we've actually gained quite a few new members during the shutdown, which is crazy. Um, but so awesome because they want to do the workout. They just maybe don't feel like they could complete the whole workout or maybe it doesn't fit into their timetable or they're just intimidated. And then, you know, I have been enjoying doing online workouts while I'm at home, Mm -hmm. but it's never going to be the same as working out with your people, having them there, encouraging you and motivating you. But there is something to be said about convenience. Mm -hmm. And so I, I agree with you. I think moving forward, there's going to be a lot of gyms that keep online and in person. Maybe you work out in person five times a week. And then on the weekends, when your kids have crazy activities, you do an online workout in the morning. Um, And I do, I do see people wanting to have both options now that they have experienced both. I also am loving how technology is connecting us outside of the actual studio. Like sure, we've all had Facebook pages and Instagram pages before this, but now it's our only lifeline. So communication through those outlets have gone through the roof with our participants and with bar above instructors and bar above master trainers. And I think now that I'm used to talking to my friend Jessica in Texas on a, you know, an every other day basis, because that's how we're communicating about work. I don't see that changing. You know, I think right. people are going to still want that engagement through technology. I also think that what you were kind of saying about the PTSD or just how our eyes have been opened to the fact that germs are all around us. And, you know, I'm a fairly healthy person. I eat well, I exercise. I feel like I have a pretty good immune system. Mm -hmm. Never in my life have I ever been so aware of every single thing that I touch. I went to the grocery store this morning and I picked up an item and then remembered that I bought it last week and set it down. And I was like, how many people have done that? How many people have picked that up and put it back down? I was like, oh my gosh, I need to wash my hands. Mm -hmm. You know, and like that's never crossed my mind ever in my life. And Trisha on um, our last um, live stream was talking about how people will all probably bring their own mats from now on. And I use mats at places all the time and never thought twice about it. And now laying down on a mat that is not my own freaks me out Mm -hmm. and never before has that bothered me and so I I do think you know at least for a long time like sure we'll probably relax it's like how they tell you you forget labor which I don't think that that (laughs) is real but they tell you that I think for a long time we're all just gonna be super uptight and I think it will I mean as a studio manager owner it's opened my eyes to how we really need to clamp down we've always prided ourselves on having a clean studio Mm -hmm. but now it needs to be every surface you touch and are we really going to all share equipment anymore I don't know like it's just it's it's a it's a different world out there and I I think 
that I know that the inner that the industry will be okay. I know we're going to open the gyms back up and people are going to be so excited to come back to classes and and it's going to be all right, yeah. but it's 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 going to be different and and I love teaching group fitness and I sometimes I'm like but I don't want it to be different. You know? yeah. I just want to <laughs> go back and teach my classes with all my people really close to one another. And and that's not going to be how it is anymore. And so we, we do have to pivot and we have to we adapt. Have to and, and yep, I'm, I'm wrapping my head around it. And like you said, brainstorming and planning and, and it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a new world and it's a wild world and, mm-hmm. and things like this have happened in the past. Mm-hmm. We just haven't experienced it. And that's right. what I keep telling myself is, you know, other, other generations have, right. and they have, that's why our grandmothers are so wise, right? Mm-hmm. And we're not yet, and, <laughs> and we're, we're getting wiser right now. Yeah. But also with a little, a little point of humor, what I look forward to, since I do spend, or at least I used to spend a lot of time in the weight rooms, and something that annoyed me, typically it was with more of men than with women women tend to be a little bit cleaner than men listen don't shoot the messenger I'm just saying from observation (laughs) from observational standpoint when I'm in the weight room I used to get so annoyed with men not re-racking their weights or cleaning their equipment after they used it but I think that going forward they're going to have a different mentality when it comes to re-racking their waist and cleaning up after themselves. <clears throat> because like you said, being in the grocery store and wondering to yourself how many people have touched this, they're going to say the same thing to themselves. They're going to start cleaning 100%. before and after. But also from a management standpoint and ownership standpoint, our budgets And our practices are going to look vastly different because we have to give ourselves and our people, our members, the peace of mind that this is a safe and inviting space for you. And what does that look like? What do they want? They want to see more cleaning crew on staff throughout the day. So our payroll is going to look different because we got to have more employees out on the floor cleaning so that our members see that. But also our operational budgets are going to look different, too, because now we're going to have to purchase way more cleaning supplies because we're going to be going through it more than ever before because users are going to be using it more. And also our staff will as well. So we've got a budget for that and prepare for that change or shift in our budgets. And I don't know what the industry is going to look like because I can't find toilet paper on the shelves anywhere. So will that mean the same (laughs) For our cleaning supplies, the companies that we buy our cleaning supplies from, will they have even more of a demand, so less that they can give to us or what? You know, so I don't know. We've got to kind of roll with the punches, but prepare for for the unknown as well. But something else, Lauren, that has been on my mind Mm -hmm. is that we've got to empower and encourage our frontline staff. Because they are going, they've always taken most of the the brunt of the work, most of the complaints, you know, most of the questions. But more than ever before, now we've got to empower, encourage, and educate them on what these crazy, what used to be seen as outlandish outlandish questions, they're common questions now, like, what what chemicals or what is in your cleaning supplies? Will it kill whatever virus or or um, germs that this person may have concerns about? We've got to make sure our frontline staff 
can answer those questions, you know, yeah. or how many people are you all allowing in this space? You know, th- things about traffic questions that they, they didn't think they had to know when applying for a job. Cause I've had teenagers who worked um, scanning cards at some of our places say like, you know, I just want to scan cards and go home. Well, there's a yep. lot more into this job than you ever thought before. So be prepared. What would you say about yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I, you you hit the nail on the head. It's it's so true. I think how we operate is, is going to be so different. Um, but I think, you know, I, it's going to feel really dramatic in the beginning. But then I, I think about a car seat example. I was watching Glory Road um, with my husband two days ago in the, right. in the intro um, she's holding her baby in the front seat. It's not in a car seat. And again, right. we would think that was totally crazy. Like no one would not have their baby in a car seat. And that was just standard practice when that movie was made in the 60s. Right. And we've just come so far. I mean, that was a very basic example. We'll straighten up and we'll we will. fly, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So knowledge yeah. is power, yeah. right? But Lauren, typically... Knowledge is power. Yes, ma'am. Say that again. But typically on Fit and Fierce on the mic, we do our our um, top five quick and dirty right. tips, right? So in preparation for this episode, because things are so different and we're adapting, we're pivoting, we're shifting the best that we can. For this episode, we'll still have our, our top five tips, but more so questions as well for our listeners to, to ask themselves and to ponder on for a little while. So if I may, number one, My friends, allow yourself space, okay? You don't have to do anything. You don't have to rise to any occasions or fit to anyone's expectations or, you know, measure yourself to what you're seeing other people doing on social media right now during, during this pandemic. I just, I want so badly for each of you, for all of us to just do the best that you can, all right? So allow yourself some space to be different, to know that you're in a different world right now and you don't have to be who you were yesterday because maybe tomorrow is scary because it's uncertain and it's unclear. But as long as you're just showing up, there's no true do's or don'ts right now. Just do the best that you can. And number two, ask yourself, how will you adapt? How will you adapt each day? How will you adapt moving forward? So like Lauren, I I am a person who likes to make checklists because that makes me feel accomplished. And maybe that doesn't work for other people and that's fine. They have different practices that work best for them. But what, what works for me is having a routine. So I know that every single morning, even when I don't feel like it, I'll get up, I'll make my bed, I'll open the curtains and I'll try to do something that makes me feel human you know and less zombie like or less less sluggish and every night I make a list for what to do tomorrow but I have to set in my mind as I'm making that list I can't worry about it that night these are things that can only be taken care of tomorrow and I find joy in crossing things off of my list because Lauren honestly some days I feel like I'm not doing my best I feel like I'm not accomplishing anything but 
I got to give myself space, like number one, and be like, you know what? What we're going through is pretty traumatic and weird, you know, at least you're trying. But then sometimes also I look at that checklist at the end of the day and I'm like, wow, I accomplished seven out of the nine things. That's something to be celebrated, right? So so those are key elements that help me throughout the day. But think to yourself, how will you adapt? Number three, be a transformable transformable leader what does that mean maybe for yourself for your family for your organization just be be a transformational leader lead don't follow take take risk now's the opportunity to maybe take risk within your practices of things that you were afraid to do before number four something that that i i'm enjoying seeing online is that people are coaching to life and not just to the body anymore. And it's a beautiful thing. We are in a life-changing situation. And we as service providers, as I said before, we can't do the same one, two step. We've got to reinvent ourselves. And maybe now we have a bit of more time, maybe even a safety net to do that. And number five, we're going to all emerge different all right yes I see and this is a beautiful thing because in the fitness industry because a lot of us have come from being ex-athletes that there is a lot of competition right now I'm seeing far less competition and more compassion and more collaboration and I think that's something right there within the self that should be celebrated so when we emerge different from this everyone come back and be real group fitness service providers. It's truly about community, connection, compassion, and collaboration is more important than ever. So that was our quick oh five. Girl, love it. <laughs> for our listeners. Love it. Love Number it, five especially. Give you an amen to that one. Yeah, well, thank you, Kia, and thank you all for tuning in to Fit and Fierce on the Mic. We truly do honor and appreciate your time and collective energy. We would love to engage with you on social media. We are Fit and Fierce on the Mic on Instagram. Um, Subscribe, share this episode with a fellow fitness instructor that just needs a little a little contact with someone else in the industry going through the same thing. Cause like Kia said, we will all emerge differently, but we will all emerge from this together. So thank you so much. And until next time. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like it, share it and review it. It helps other fitness professionals find the show. And be sure to follow us on social media at Fit and Fierce on the Mic so you don't miss a beat. We look forward to connecting with you soon. Thanks so much.